0: The solution Show. I'm your host, Laura Galloway, the mom biz coach and co-author of Moms Mean Business. Still living on the bestsellers list in Amazon. Thank you very much. Check it out if you haven't already. We've gotten a couple of really great reviews in uh, in the last week or so, and I really appreciate you guys for doing that. Y'all are awesome. <laughs> so, hey, I want to share with you today a really great story. And as you know, a lot of the stuff that I share on the show comes directly from my private coaching clients, my group coaching experience, my workshops and teleseminars that I run. And this week I'm taking a story from uh, you know one of the clients that I'm working with privately right now who I only have been working with a couple of months. And this client is a woman who, um, like me, has three small kids. And uh, hers are just a little younger than mine. And she is married, and her husband is also an entrepreneur. And she is she left her corporate job a while back, which she really enjoyed and really found in a lot of ways she identified herself with. You know, sometimes our our egos really get tied up in the business that we do, and there's nothing wrong with that. I sometimes we say the word ego, and people start making themselves wrong for even having one, <laughs> and that's not the suggestion here, but. You know, my ego is tied up in my job, too, in a way. I find what I mean by that is I I find so much satisfaction and purpose through the work that I do. And that was similar for her, too. She really felt like she identified herself through her work. Well, as things go, she got laid off and that job wasn't offered to her anymore. And, you know, she took some time off, um, I think maybe about six months or so off and thought, okay, let me, you know, reinvest in my life, in my family and my kids. The job had her traveling away from the home for a bit. So she thought, yeah, let me figure this out, because, you know, I might want to do something different. And so she spent, you know, like I said, around six months trying to just figure out what she wanted to do next. She explored a lot of different ideas for entrepreneurial businesses, some that, you know, were just great ideas you know, that other people suggested to her some that were a part of a book that she had actually gotten for her children, like, you know, a hundred great startup ideas for kids or something like that. I can't remember the exact title, but that's the gist of it. And, you know, she had always loved the idea of helping her kids have an entrepreneurial spirit and figure out how that worked from the get go. So some ideas came out of that. Others came from some interest that she'd always had in making a difference in the community or in the you know the earth and the world so you know just a lot far and wide a lot of different options different industries different business models delivery methods all kinds of stuff yet it wasn't that she didn't have enough ideas <laughs> as you know we entrepreneurs are not short on ideas of things we could do we struggle a little bit on getting enough you know, I would say either focus, clarity, or even just perspective. Sometimes we have to get really close to something. Sometimes we need to get further away from it to make a choice, right? Because there are all, all kinds of great options you could do. But how to choose the one that makes the most sense for you is a big struggle for a lot of us. So a couple of months ago, this client hired me. And, you know, she was very frustrated, agitated, exhausted feeling quite, you know, down and a little depressed over not being able to figure this out on her own. And so as we've worked together over the last couple of months, you know, we've explored a lot of the different ideas for her. And we've, you know, one of the things that I pointed out to her on several occasions is that the options she was considering all seemed like fine, viable options, but I wasn't really clear how they were related in any way to her. So I was looking for a connection of, okay, this is based on some experience and skills and strengths that you already have, or this is based on a passion that, and a purpose that you have, some really strong intention, or this is based on a network of people that you already know very well, and you found a solution to the you know, the problems that that group of people that you know so well has, and this would be you know something that would be a, an easy Start up for you in that way, or something like that. But as she kept suggesting the different ideas, I kept, I kept saying, Gosh, I just, I, I, all of these are great. Just tell me what is your motivation for doing this work? And that's where the wheels would fall off the bus every time <laughs> because there wasn't any real motivation in doing the work. In fact, what she was doing was just kind of circling in and out of a whole bunch of different possibilities and not looking add a few things that I feel really always need to drive our decisions as mom entrepreneurs, and quite frankly, as humans. So you know, um, where I start with just about every client and every, you know, every decision making process I ever have every talk I give, it seems every workshop I lead, I take you back to your priorities. And this is exactly what I did with this client. I said, I need to understand, like, you know, we understand the history. You were in a corporate job. You traveled away from your family. You've got three kids. You've got an entrepreneurial husband. So, you know, why is it that you want to work? Do you need the money? You know, do you have a certain financial need, a certain goal? Um, Do you have a certain lifestyle that you need to keep? Does that lifestyle need a certain amount of money or does that lifestyle need a certain amount of time? Those are usually the two things that we mom entrepreneurs have to consider, which we want to give up or commit more of. Okay. So money or time, we need to spend more time to get more money or we need to spend um, more time. We need to be more available with our family. So we'll spend less time at that job and, you know, maybe take a trade off on some of the earning potential. It just depends. And that doesn't have to be, you can always make, make tons of money. It doesn't matter, but, I'm just saying that those are generally some of the places that I ask people to start saying, okay, what are you willing to commit to? What are you willing to give a little to make you able to be reaching your goals? We're talking through all of this. And, you know, she said, gosh, I, I really, it took her a while to really articulate that the reason she wanted to work wasn't because specifically she needed the money. She actually wanted the money. She didn't need it. Her family was taken care of financially. But the money mattered to her. The money was hers. It was proof to her that she was a contributor in her family. Furthermore, she didn't just need the money. She needed because she could have gone to get a job. And we talked about that. She could, I said, there's so many ways to make money, and there are a lot of easier ways to do it than a startup. You know, a startup business, if you start from scratch, you're not going to make money for a while. you got to be prepared to give it, <laughs> to spend it, to make that business get off the ground and be successful, right? So I said, you know, if your goal is, is to make some money, let's look at some different ways to do that. Well, we looked at it. And as we started looking at her taking a job just to make money, just to have that income she wanted so she could feel like she was contributing, well, that bumped up against some other problems that she had and that were causing her to struggle. And that was that whatever that job was that she was, if she signed up for a job to go work for someone else again, it didn't feel to her like it was hers. She wanted something she could call her own. And that's where I talk about that ego piece. Like There's something about the purpose and the intention and the pride that you get to have when you run your own company. And as she talked about it, as we went through all of our coaching sessions, this became clearer and clearer to her. Okay, so now we've got, all right, there needs to be a financial, you know, gain for her for doing this work. That's a motivator. That's a priority. And there needs to be something that she can, it needs to be something she considers her own. So that means not working for someone else, but doing purposeful work that is of her own doing. It is her own company. Okay, so we figured that out. So then there were still lots of different options. And I kept pulling her back. I I kept asking her, you know, to go do some research on this one or research on that one. And she would get fired up over different business ideas that we came up with. And she would, you know, the homework in between our coaching sessions was for her to go do a bit of research or to, you know, sketch out a basic business model or a business plan and get back to me. And I noticed over a couple of weeks that she actually wasn't getting the homework done. And that's okay. I'm not a teacher. I don't beat my clients up or put them in detention for not doing their homework or doing what I say. I'm a coach, right? So my job is to help my clients figure out what they want and help them figure out how to get it and point out to them when maybe they're not really aligning their actions with what they say they want, okay? So that's all I was doing here. It wasn't about making her wrong or, you know, putting her in detention or flogging her. <laughs> no, no, that's not how we work as grown-ups. So Anyway, what came out of it when I said, you know, I noticed you for the last couple of weeks have said that you wanted to get this research done on these different business ideas, but in actuality, you've been unable to get them done. And she's like, yeah, I know. I've just been so busy and this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay. I said, well, you know what? I'm curious. Why don't you walk me through and tell me what is it that's been taking up all your time? And guys, this is where I'm going to give you this little secret about what I mean about the title of the show. So hang on. Okay. She started telling me what she was doing with her time. A lot of it involved, you know, of course, her family and her kids. Some of it involved helping out some friends and and neighbors in the community. She was helping out an elderly woman visiting her at at a nursing home and spending some time with her and taking care of her. But the other stuff that she just kept finding herself doing and realizing it was she felt a little guilty for it because it kept taking her away, was this thing that she does where she scours the paper and she scours the local circular magazine, whatever it is that comes around, that talks about all of the recent houses that were listed for sale or were in foreclosure or whatever. And what she does is she scours those, she keeps up with them, she makes a list, and then she goes and visits them. And what she does when she visits them is she starts making some mental notes about the next houses that she wants to buy so that she can renovate them and rent them out or flip them, sell them. And the reason she's into this is because her family has kind of done this all of her life. She's grown up doing it. She's got an engineering background. She's capable of jacking up a house herself. She knows how to do all of that. Her husband does the work too. He teaches her and helps her when she can't do it, but she's pretty darn proud of the fact that she knows how to do this. So this is just the stuff that she does on the side. And when she started telling me about it, guys, I want to tell you how her voice shifted. A woman who had been frustrated, aggravated, angry at herself, feeling guilty, angry at everything because she couldn't figure this out. When she started talking about these houses and the ones that she was going to see, and how she was really, really close to, you know, meeting her goal of buying two more houses this year and how she was doing all this work and going to these sales and these scavenger hunts for old architectural pieces that she just loved and the great deals she was getting with the suppliers that she was working with the contractors. Her voice lit up. She changed completely. <laughs> and so I just sat there and I let her go on for a bit. And I then I just paused and I just pointed exactly that out to her. I said, do you notice what a shift you just made in your tone and your voice and your energy talking about this? And that was it, guys. That was it. What happened was she had been downplaying this gift, strength, talent, passion, hobby, whatever it is you want to call it. She'd been downplaying it and dismissing it as a side gig, a side hustle, some not real job on the side when in actuality it's the thing that she loves doing so much she can't even stop doing it when she's committed to paying her coach to help her figure out what it is she's supposed to do and then not doing what she commits to from that agreement with the coach she's paying right like what's getting in the way this thing and guys There was nothing wrong with that. It was actually perfect. And she finally got to realize that her to do it, that natural gift, that natural talent was something she had been downplaying so long. And by my bringing it up and talking with her about it and and going through some of the mindset blocks she had, I helped give her permission to let that be enough, to let that be the exciting passion thing she gets to pursue and where she can finally line up her strengths, gifts, natural talents, passion, and purpose with the thing that she wants to do to make money as a business. Are you doing the same thing? Are you downplaying your natural gifts? Guys, stop it. We need to talk. (laughs) I hope this helps you have a breakthrough today. I hope you're living out your gifts. Until next week this coach. Take care.